Hey guys, and welcome back to Mary Tandia. Today we're going to talk about a big move where my brother-in-law, sister-in-law, and kids decide to move just four miles away. So as you guys are aware, my father-in-law passed away in March of 2021, and we really got to thinking... I. I'm pretty close with my brother-in-law and um, just hearing him talking throughout the years, um, I really started to feel that there was a little bit of depression sitting in there. And I think the loss of my father-in-law also had taken its toll. You know, we definitely wanted him to be able to experience life in our new home. And even for my brother-in-law, I think that my brother-in-law really in his own way, has processed and handled the loss of his father in a very different way. And I think um, when I started to really sit back and look at it, the core family is my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my brother-in-law, and my husband. And it's always been the four of them. They did have a sister who passed away tragically at a very young age due to a horrific accident. And that loss for a family was huge. And I think that in some ways, it brought them closer together. And in some ways, it, it there's just kind of a silence and a void because I feel like until I married my husband, I don't think they talked about their sister. I don't think that anyone talked about her because it was almost as if the boys didn't want to upset anyone. And, and it's almost like it was easier for them not to talk. And then when they started having grandkids, and of course, my husband married me, I just... There were certain things like I wanted to honor and there were certain things like I felt like my husband never talked about that I wanted him to be able to talk about. And so this was one of those situations where I think we learned that the way that we process death as people is very different individually. And I just felt that at some point, um, I felt like my my father-in-law's passing just created this depression. And at the same time, allowed us all to realize that we do not know how much time we are given here. And we have spent so much of our lives living apart. Like my brother-in-law desperately, when he got married to my sister-in-law before they were married, one of the things he had asked her was, are you okay living with, you know, living in the U.S.? Because that was where his final destination was. He had always, right from the beginning, before any agreements were made, made it very clear that he wanted to be with his brother. And my father-in-law knew that as well. And I think that my brother-in-law very much from the beginning has struggled to be here living closer and closer by us from like his process of how he had to go about getting closer to us. He has struggled such a huge struggle um, and handled it with such great poise the whole entire time that when we lost my father-in-law, I had always been told by my father-in-law that, you know, I'm the eldest, I'm sorry, I'm the eldest daughter-in-law. And with that comes responsibility and a certain amount of weight um, that you can throw around. I I never pulled it. I never pulled that card or ever said that. Um, I'm younger than my brother-in-law's wife, even though my brother-in-law is younger than my husband. So both of them are younger than us. But because the way things work culturally, I am referred to as the eldest daughter-in-law because I'm married to the eldest son, which was a little odd for me at first. So fast forward to where I was actually going with this story. So when my brother-in-law and I had had a conversation and I just felt like he was so down. Like it was almost as if he didn't know what he was 
working for, what he was working towards, what he should do. You know, he's got two girls, as, as I've said, one of which cannot walk, talk, or feed herself. And that is a heavy burden to carry on your own as a family. And so I decided to use that weight and pretty much ask my brother-in-law, look, I've never asked for anything, um, but I'm going to ask for something. And I I just told him, I said, you know, we're not getting any younger and you guys, we cannot help you if you're in North Carolina. We cannot, you know, lessen your burdens if you're in North Carolina. So if you guys are not moving to India and you're not going to live in India, there's no point in you moving to Canada or anything else. You need to to sell your house and you guys need to move closer. And at first I think he was shocked, but then he very quickly was like on board. Even though he was not sure how my sister-in-law was going to react, he very quickly was like, you know what, let's do this. And I promised him from the beginning that I would stick by him the whole way using our experience um, through our building of our house. I just told him, you know, you live in this home. He had a Ryan home in North Carolina. And basically I told him, you have this home, but you don't have a first floor uh, feature. There's no bathroom on the first floor. He has this chairlift where he takes his daughter upstairs. Like there's no quality of life in the way that they're living in this home. And my sister-in-law never leaves the house. Like she doesn't have any friends. She doesn't go out anywhere. She doesn't go on walks. She doesn't utilize the amenities in the community. So why wouldn't you move closer to us? He was working a job out of Maryland anyway. And he was living with us for the first part of COVID because he was working in Maryland and he's still working in Maryland. And eventually that was going to end when, you know, they're finally like get back to the office. So I told him, why wouldn't we do this? And he immediately jumped on board. My sister-in-law more hesitantly, but he jumped on board and we worked to find a piece of property that was just four miles away from our house. Same amount of property as ours, five five acres. And, you know, following all the stuff that needed to be followed with Vastu and all that stuff, facing a certain direction, making sure that the property could accommodate that. Um, we made the call that he was going to sell his house. Everybody jumped on board. And my brother-in-law immediately was like, well, where are we going to live while the house is being built? I was like, why would why would that even be a question? You guys are going to move in with us. And so my brother-in-law and sister-in-law sold their house, packed everything up, put a majority of their stuff in storage, and moved in with us for 11 months. Crazy, I know, but it happened. And um, all these years, we've gone to visit and we've spent time with each other, but we've never spent this much time. We've never been able to have a look into their lives like ever before, like we did in that 11 months that we were together. And as much as it was challenging, it was trying, you know, my mother-in-law came and moved in with us in December of 2021 after we were able to finally get her here. So just imagine mother-in-law, sister-in-law, brother-in-law, two nieces, and ourselves all living under one roof. You can only imagine. I wish I had a big brother camera system in my house because y'all would have like eaten that up. Um, but we definitely grew closer, learned a lot more about each other than we ever knew before. And I couldn't tell you that our families could not be any more different. Um, even half the time I joke with Srinu and I'll tell him like, could you imagine like how your life would have been if you like had an arranged marriage? And Srinu will tell me, no, I can't imagine because I it never happened. So 
I just, there's a lot of things that I think because Serena and I met so very young that we kind of grew together. And there's a lot of things that I had saw even with my brother-in-law that he used to be so different um, before when he was not married that even after his marriage, I never saw any of that until we actually lived together. And then I realized, okay, like now I understand, or now I see that. And then just trying to have these two boys navigate their marriages, yet at the same time, continue to respect their mother's wishes when we're all living under the same roof. It was a dynamic that definitely has shape-shifted the way that we are as a family. And I think that you can definitely see the two truths to how we live um, as a family. And I think it's just going to be so exciting to see how our families continue to grow now that we live four miles away. I'm so excited um, that we were able to work through the craziness of all that house building. I think even now my brother-in-law, he and I worked so hard with developing the house plan to make sure that my niece, you know, no matter where they moved her, if she was, if she ever became to where they couldn't move her other than to transfer her in and out of a wheelchair that she could still get through the whole house and be able to still feel like a part of the family. You know, one thing that I had experienced when we were with them is it was, she would have to nap in a side like sitting room, which was also his office. My brother-in-law would have to work while, you know, all the noises and the sounds were going on. I really wanted to separate that. And when somebody works so hard every day, you want to have something to show for. Like, um, some people might see that as a vanity thing, but it's not. When you work so hard and you have to pay bills and pay all that stuff, you want to be able to look at what you're working for. Why are you working so hard? So between his family's, but between his family and the struggle that he goes through on a daily basis trying to provide, I wanted him to in turn feel like this is why I work every day so hard. And, um, Let's just say, I think he's pretty happy. So my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and the kids live four miles away. Thank goodness. Um, that was definitely a long, long wait, and it is finally over. So um, our addresses are very close now, and there's going to be a lot of sharing of that too, um, so that you guys can learn a little bit about our dynamics so that moving forward into sharing our experiences with you, you guys will feel comfortable openly asking me questions, you know, us sharing our lives and you understanding that situation and the paradigm of our family. The exciting part in all of this is that means that the next episode is totally freestyling on my part. And I'm going to start talking about where we are today. And from here, move on to real topics pertaining to our struggles, insights, evolution, and our business approach. As many of you probably know, I'm a wedding photographer, predominantly servicing the South Asian community, because that is the bride I vibe with. And I'm looking forward to being able to bring you new episodes every single week covering things we're doing in the here and now, the issues we're having in the here and now, and I'm bringing it all to light because I'm married to India. Subscribe, like, share, and follow me everywhere.